let's talk about sex. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to go in your area to pump it up, which is the oh, no, know, bounce houses and slides. It's all the inflate, you know, the huge inflatable things. And when my my son was invited to a birthday party over the weekend. And it was at one of the one of the places in Dallas that's pump it up in. Let's talk about and so they're in the in a room and it's having a blast, you know. And I'm in there having fun. We're sliding, playing with the kids, just just really having a good time. And then uh, they move to another room, and the uh, the second room is all black light, you know. So it's it's just it's a whole, you know. And if, through the eyes of a six year old, that's a gigantic, huge thing. And so he kept going around, and I'd hear him. This is so epic. This is so <laughs> epic. And I'm like, okay, son, you're going to have to realize you can only say that a couple of times or otherwise it starts losing its meaning. You know, you can't, <laughs> you can't say epic, epic. Everything can't be epic because then nothing is, <laughs> you know. And so I'm saying that it, may, it makes me start thinking of the, the conditions that we place on our life and on our relationships of how we get these epic moments together. Mm-hmm. And then we're always trying to recapture it. We're always trying to recreate it. And maybe sometimes we need to learn how to just get a better perspective and let it stand on its own and realize that was a great moment. It's not going to be the entirety of, of the moment. So just have an epic memory. Epic. I like it. <laughs> I this, don't know. This is sexy marriage radio with Dr. Corey <laughs> Allen and Gina Paris. And we are glad you've joined us. If you want to give us some thoughts, please jump on and send us an email at feedback at sexy And also, if you like our show, and even if you don't like our show, you can hop on iTunes, give us a review, give us your thoughts, feedback. A five-star review helps it spread and helps us climb the charts, and we like that because that helps get the word out there even further. Absolutely. We believe that the best sex is married sex, and we want to help you in your household. So speaking of epic and monumental kind of sex life and other adventures what about when we just feel like we have to like we're supposed to love sex just because it's sex and the reason i ask this is because in our house you know we're kind of healthy and we don't eat dessert very often when we do it's like a great deal like oh wow there's dessert in the house it's so it's epic like woo! (laughs) and so um we were in the kitchen the other day and Paul said, I know which ice cream you're going to pick because I got a fruity one and a real chocolatey one. And you know me, if it's not chocolate, it's not dessert kind of thing. And so I get out this chocolate ice cream and I, and I realized I really wasn't in the mood for ice cream at all. Like just cause it's ice cream didn't mean I want to eat it. And then later I thought, you know, just because it's sex doesn't mean I want to have it. I don't know where we go to make pleasure really retain its place of pleasure. So help me out there, Doc. Okay. Well, no, that's an interesting (laughs) thought because if, if you think about how many things in life do we do because we're supposed to. Because we're supposed to love it. Right. Yeah, because it's it's an expectation from someone else. It's a societal mm-hmm. thing. It's it's a role thing. Yeah. You know, that we have this, yeah, I am supposed to have sex. I mean, we did a show a long time ago of expecting sex simply because you're married. 
Well, and I always think about our reader or listener who wrote in and said, what if you don't feel like your sex life needs spicing up? I think, yeah. Well, so then I guess to me, it starts with a, how do you quantify what each thing you do in your life means? You know, how, how do you make meaning out of the things that you do? You know, because I don't, just knowing you the way I do, Gina, and in, in the years we've been doing this show now, <laughs> that it's one of those, I don't see you giving up chocolate. Even when there's times when there's moments of, yeah, I'm just not in the mood for it. Yeah. I just opened the cabinet again and saw chocolate and didn't eat any. But you're right. I can, it's very surprising that so, I don't have any chocolate cravings lately. So perhaps but you're right. <laughs> as we get older, maybe as, as the relationship gets older even, we need to make meaning out of different aspects of it. So it's not quantity it's quality yeah i think so and i think there's something about tuning into your senses so that you enjoy something and don't just scarf it down because you know in your head it's your favorite thing yeah yeah so because that, that's just it too of how how often let I me mean, think wow think of it this way with life and food how often do we just scarf it down rather than really enjoy the meal well, exactly. And that's, you know, as someone who's recovered compulsive eater, that was the whole key to getting free from compulsive, restless eating mm -hmm. was to learn how to be really present and only eat when I'm hungry and only eat what I really want and stop before I'm full. So anyone who's out there listening, you're like overweight and having body issues and that's why you don't have sex. Stop dieting. It's not, just get present. <laughs> It'll spill over into your love life. But and, I think that is the whole concept. And a good way to get present, because I came across this in this um, precision nutrition program. And oh, it's, yeah, I have and that it's a too. Coaching, yeah, it's a whole coaching model. And, and one of the things that they talk about is it's that idea of eat slower. Yeah. So you take figure out what your average time is for a meal and – then bump that up by like 25%. You know, so it's, so it's time. Take longer to eat the same meal. And one of the exercises they give is get 10 raisins, sit down at the dining room table with nothing with you. So no phones, no internet, no TV. Just sit and take 10 minutes to eat those 10 raisins. And, and really challenge yourself to see I mean, I, I, I don't know if I could do that. That, that, would really, that would really stretch me to do. And I like to think I'm a fairly centered, present person, but I get so many times where it's like i, I got to have that rush of i got to finish it because i got to move on to whatever's next or get, get something else done or do something else with my time. Or, so, I mean, that, that's one of the things on just – that's an exercise you can try, that learning to be more present and slow down. Hmm. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So I think that is a problem in, in people's sex lives is that everyone is just going. So we're not present. We're thinking about the next thing and five other things. And so if one partner is really wanting to connect and the other partner is distant, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Or if you're, or if you're, or if somebody's 
making a move just because they're frustrated where it's exactly the sexual version of compulsive eating. Mm -hmm. We've never talked about the sexual version of compulsive eating, <laughs> but I just did. You so you're like, hurry up, just come here. I got to have you. Let's just, I need orgasm, whatever. It's, it's still just, it's not about pleasure. It's not about connection. It's not about the moment. Or if you're just um, on track to do something else, and then you suddenly have to stop and gear up and think, oh, I now I have to have sex. Mm -hmm. It's tricky, mm -hmm. especially for women, because we tend to have all those loops open at once in our brain. You know, we've got the kids on our mind. We've got the dishes on our mind. We've got tomorrow's work agenda on our mind. We remember we, we were going to pay that bill before, you know, something closed. We've got all these things open. And so then it's it's a challenge. So what's the step for the person that's standing at the freezer and sees the ice cream and has the, eh, I, I don't even want it mm -hmm. because I could see a listener saying, yeah, that's me with sex. So you're saying mm -hmm. I don't ever have to have ice cream. I know the problem. The difference is ice cream is about me and sex is about me and Mr. Paris. Okay. Well, that's true. That's a good, that's a good reframe. Cause ice cream is just about your own taste buds. Yeah. But I would even come at it from, from my perspective with the therapy side of, if you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. There's going to be a consequence to that most likely, but that that's the only way I know a person is, is truly have forced to have to confront, okay, what is it about it that I don't want, that I don't like, that I don't enjoy? You know, and maybe you start unpacking it then and realizing, okay, well, because it's not about me. I don't, this, you know, the sex that happens is not, is not fun for me. Um, I think that is really super interesting concept because I could say that um, it, when I'm thinking about what is best for me, like on that occasion the other day, I had earlier had this really beautiful bowl of Greek yogurt with honey and it so hit my spot for something smooth and creamy. Okay. The opening the ice cream that was way too sweet and too sugary and it just didn't strike me as nourishing. And I think that that same thing, if we don't have a sex drive, it, it signals something. So you're right. There's something saying why, you know, in my case, it was a healthier alternative. I didn't want ice cream because I was satiated. Mm -hmm. but, and so for some people out there who thinks your mate is never satiated, it's partly because there's there's not the, the nourishment that needs to be happening. Okay. But if you don't have a sex drive as well, what's going on? So what if we phrase sex into something beyond just intercourse? Well, I think that would help. And we, and we start opening up the dialogue between a couple of, okay, sex to me, and, and I mean sex as an intercourse to me means this and this and this. Because it's going to mean multiple things depending on what's going on. Because sometimes it is just release. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, man, it's been a while, you know, let's, let's connect. Sometimes it's the emotional connection. Sometimes it's the foreplay that you really enjoy and you tolerate the sex. Sometimes it's the intercourse you really enjoy and you just tolerate the foreplay. You know, it's all these different things to each person that's involved. 
So what if we change it to, in, in this context of our discussion, it's not just intercourse we're talking about. It's also holding hands. It's having a conversation. It's, it's being a sexual being with another person. It's sharing our life with another person. It's having a bowl of ice cream with another person. Mm-hmm. And that starts to change it. So therefore, I'll be willing to sit down and share a meal you know, or share a bowl of ice cream with, with Pam, and I'll tolerate that, even though sharing a bowl of ice cream is actually, I, I that's one of the things I enjoy. <laughs> and she'll tolerate. Our listeners aren't so lost. Wait. Yeah. We- Wait, what are, <laughs> is this the Food Network? <laughs> no. So I to see what you're saying. Define what is the whole sexual experience to you. What is it that you're that you're longing for? What would create nourishment for you? Right. And uh, what would create pleasure for you? Right. And what would create connection for you? And absolutely, that is a matter of living sort of uh, just charged or sexually alive. Because I I think most of the time throughout the day, I'm certainly, I don't feel sexually charged. Okay. (laughs) I think a lot of our men listening are saying, yeah, that's my wife too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that. I'm I'm there. I'm I'm that whole okay. I I could be sitting there in the middle of whatever and be totally charged for Pam. And that's probably the furthest thing from her mind. Yeah, and so I've noticed there's things that can help me make a difference. So I've have to like consciously just the way I dress, you know, if and how I what I do through the day. If I jog if I'm working out and then I stay in maybe tight spandex, which Paul's not used to seeing me in, then it raises the sexual levels. It, I feel a lot more aware of my body, how mm-hmm. that it's strong and looks good than when I'm in my normal clothes that I don't feel good in, you know, yeah. which is pretty common for some of us, like the stay at home moms and different ones. You, you, you kind of can get used to frump. Maybe. Well, and that even applies to, I think, our working moms and husbands. Yeah, Because absolutely. you come home and you just put on the radial whatever because you want to just get comfy. Yeah, that's an, that annoys me. So, therefore, you're telling me you would rather look really nice for all the people you work with, and then you come home yeah. and look to me. Right. Wait. That, you know, and, and that goes both ways. It does. You know, I can, I can put on the old shirt with holes in it and, you know, that – the pit stains and it just, it looks like it just really, really reeks, but it's a comfortable shirt, you know? <laughs> so, so care, how we carry ourselves, how we um, make ourselves aware, how we use our voice. I was realizing yesterday how, when we're just sometimes with the people that we are used to, we can give vocal energy that's just reflective of our total low energy. Hey, what's up? Where are we doing? Yeah. Oh, no, you got that. Oh, I'm so tired. Like, it's just not, it's not sexy at all. Right. So what well, do you do when you're, when you're in that boat? Because the, I think of lots of times we could have that self-pressure of, I'm just really down. I need to make myself feel better, you know, and I need to boost myself up. I need to go eat some ice cream because that'll get me <laughs> going. I need to go have sex because that'll get me going. When those aren't really that might satisfy an itch for a short time 
But to me, what comes to mind is that's when you, you still try to work to be present, even when being present doesn't sound real good, because it's more of this, I'm just really down right now. I'm just really out of it right now. And you, and you acknowledge that with your spouse. And that's where they could then do some things to lighten you up, to bring you up, to get you engaged, or give you some space to just deal with whatever you want to deal with and then come to you later. Yeah, I found myself the other day, Paul and I were going somewhere and I asked him a question to kind of open some conversation and he just shut it down. I don't know. Like the question just struck him as really annoying. Mm -hmm. Well, that made me mad. Mm -hmm. So then I just shut down and then I was annoyed to even be with him. And I thought, Gina, what is it you are looking for? And so I had to just center myself. I said, well, I want to be validated. I want to have engagement. I want to. So I had to start giving all this self, self affirmation. I was totally by, you know, like in my own little space in the passenger seat of right. the little BMW, you know, like breathing in and just being present. And then I realized he wasn't annoyed at all. He just changed the subject. Something else caught him as really engaging. He's like, oh, look at that. Wouldn't that be really fun? To and I'm over here stewing. <laughs> and so I think there's a, a, um, the, a method to just really take time to be full in yourself. And in you know, I so believe in the love of God. And if I'm going to say I do, then I need to really walk in it. And so how it comes back to, I think you call it self-soothing. I call it staying in your power, staying in love. So yeah, cause I, coupled with that is the being clear with each other, you know, cause what, what, as you're, as you're describing that story with Paul, I think of um, Esther Pearl and her book mating in captivity right. makes a comment that's very similar of when she was dating Early in the relationship with her now husband, at least at the time of the writing, I don't know what is now, but she made a comment. They were out to dinner. They they were serious. They were exclusive, and they were out to dinner in in New York in a crowded restaurant. And they're sitting down, and so it's it's really packed. And he starts the conversation with, "I need some space." Wow! And she just immediately, "What? I thought things were." And he was just saying, "Can you scoot over just a little bit?" <laughs> it's really crowded right now, <laughs> you know, and how often does that happen in marriage? Exactly. You know, one person says something and we hear it completely different because of the way we filter it, because of what's going on with us in the moment, because and of what we need, what we're trying what, to get from them. Right. So it's all of that that is just like, okay, he just shut me down. Now I need to learn how to self-soothe and center myself. And at the same time, I need to speak up, say, wait, what's up with that? You know, what's going on? Yeah. Like, where are you? Where? And then maybe they, oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, it, Pam and I had that similar yesterday, too, with the on the phone talking. She's on her way home from work. I'm getting dinner ready. And, you know, we're just kind of catching up. That's an easy way for us to catch up before she get, enters the house and then has time with the kids and, and as a family. Well, Shortly into the conversation, I get both kids just full court pressing me for things. Daddy, what do we do? I need this, blah, blah. And, it, and I just got frustrated. And I said, I need to, I'll talk to you later. And she heard that really short. And it was short. I was, I was short about it. And she's, okay, and hung up. And I'm like, 
uh oh, that's not the way I was intending it. You know, mm-hmm. so it was like, well, do I call her back? No, that doesn't, you know, so it was just when she got home, it was, hey, that was on me. Sorry. I got distracted and I disengaged. And so I just tried to own what I could and she heard it. And okay. And then we went on with our day, but it was just, those are short little things that I think come back to the, I'm standing at the freezer and do I want to eat ice cream or not? You know, cause maybe the mm-hmm. ice cream sitting there saying you've enjoyed it before. <laughs> you know, you, you probably will enjoy this bowl of ice cream, you know, come on. And so it's kind of, it's not that I have to force myself to do it. It's, I need to be more real in what I do. And that will start to bring about some changes. Yeah. Those are all just real life, little snippets into real marriage and staying engaged, I think, and, and staying where, you can enjoy all kinds of possibilities for connection and intimacy. It's a moment by moment thing. Yeah. So here's, so here's a couple ideas that come to my mind that could help somebody in their life start to live more moment to moment. Because I, I see this a lot. Society and social media and all the stuff that's out there just espouse the importance and the ability to the and the ability to multitask mm. but in life and i think for sure in marriage the ability to multitask diminishes what you experience in life because you do a whole lot of things poorly mm-hmm. as Definitely. opposed to learning how to do things one at a time well so one thing to do is start to create in your home and maybe you already do this, maybe you don't, but create a uh, no electronic zone, you know, oh, or a, you know, so like at dinner time, you know, this is one, of the, this is a very simple thing, but at dinner time, there are a few exceptions when this occurs in my house, but most of the time at dinner time, no phones are answered. Mm-hmm. You know, either of us get a phone call. Yeah. Voicemail, take care of that. Right. We'll, we'll figure out what it is later. We get it, we get the beep from the text. Yeah. We'll take care of that later. You know, so that's a simple thing. It's kind of a claiming this time together. You know, as as ludicrous as it sounds, we do this in sex probably already. I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping people don't answer the phone in the middle of sex. You know, but they might. I don't know. So do that. Do that with your with your time. To where mm-hmm. okay at eight o'clock I'm disconnecting. I'm turning off the TV, and I'm we're hanging out together. Or I, I don't know, but it's kind of establish a routine of I'm going to just be with where I am now, no as little distractions as possible. Yeah, turn off the noise. But I would also add just anything that is a sensuous experience, like from the time you wake up, tune into your senses because sex is all about sensuality. And we're very often not engaged. So even your little raisin exercise when you're eating, it is actually an exercise in it's sensual awareness. Mm-hmm. So think about when you get up and stagger to the shower. Same thing. Be present. Enjoy. You probably bought those lotions or shampoos, conditioners because they smelled really good. Like tune into how things smell, how great the water feels, how fluffy your towels are, how great you look in the mirror, um, how beautiful the, the fabrics are on your clothes, uh, how when you really are with your children, look at their faces. Enjoy that you're with them right now. This the whole thing is 
the more that we do that, the more alive we are. And then if you'll couple that with an awareness that you have all kinds of energy, you've got all kinds of love for each other, it will definitely uh, improve your love life. And look at the energy you, you spend with other people. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. become awareness of how you interact with other people. Because one of the ways I can gauge me for me that kind of helps where I am is how short am I with my kids? You know, how quick am I? What? You know, when they ask for something very, hey, daddy, will you come play with me? You know, something very mm -hmm. si nice and tender. And I'm, what? You know, when they interrupt mm -hmm. me. And all right, well, that's a, all right, I got other things. I need to be more present with where I am. I need to get out of my own brain and into the world I'm living in in the moment. With friends, same thing. You know, with, so it's, it's a moment to moment, how am I interacting with the world around me? You know, how centered and still am I? Because that then spills over again into married life and into the bedroom. Because if, yes. be, if I can't be still in a moment to moment, how can I be still <laughs> when I'm experiencing things I really enjoy? Especially if you'll have some yin and yang to that stillness. If you have, you know, bursts where you, if you work out, work out really hard or, mm -hmm. you know, do things that use all different channels of energy as well. Yeah. And so that's, that's the one thing. And this might be a good way to start the show for today is, is the idea of whatever you do, do it passionately. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, you're washing dishes passionately. And that just means... That is, you know, you, that just means you're fully present in it. You're eating raisins passionately. You're you're eating ice cream passionately. That actually sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> but whatever you're doing, just do that. And then when it's time to move to the next thing, disengage from one thing and move to the next thing, and do that yeah. passionately. And it will change your life if you'll do what you love and love what you do. Life is good. We have to give them credit for that phrase because that's that's <laughs> theirs, I think. But it is one of those that it's it seems like I don't know. We seem to come back to this a lot, don't we, Gina? Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. how we do life spills over into how we will do sex, and how we do sex is a reflection of how we do life. So we can we can learn how to slow down, be present in other areas of life, and that will help us improve and experience better in our other areas of life. All right. So Love it. go enjoy it. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you joined us. So wherever you are in this great world of ours, thanks for being with us. <laughs> thanks, everybody. See you later. Let's talk about...